in today's show. Looking ahead to Monday in the NBA, streaming options as well as Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got eight games to look at on Monday. We're going to go through those games and then look at streaming options. First game. Grizzlies, Sixers. Is, is it is it real? Is it happening? Is the wave pool actually playing good minutes? Well, it is. And Desmond Bain's back. What a stunning development that Melton's good enough to play those minutes. Do I trust it? Of course I don't. But while Brooks is out, I'm willing to give Melton this opportunity. Because the numbers, the last three, four games have been really good. Now, stinkers could come for sure. But I think he is a guy you got to roster for now. And then I also want to watch Brandon Clark because with Kyle Anderson back, I think it does chip into what Clark can do. Clark has been really serviceable, but does he move from being a guy that you have to have versus a guy who might occupy one of your bottom two spots on your roster, therefore making him very fringy? I think it's going to move towards that ladder where he moves into the 120, 140 range, and that doesn't make him must roster. For the Sixers, I want to watch Joel Embiid because he's just killing teams. He is just out there putting up big, big numbers. Almost every night, 30-plus points, dominating, making this team become actually good. Um, and you can trust with what he did in October and even November. It is just wildly different what we're seeing from Embiid. He looks great, and the numbers are fantastic. He's like number two-ranked player over the last two weeks, number five for the season. He's not actually missing games at this point, which is great. Uh, dominating. also want to watch um, the painter, Matisse Thibault, because things have been um, interesting for him, just in terms of the value that he can provide defensively. We know that's there, but nothing else. And, and that's always, I think, going to be the problem with Thibault is that he just doesn't give you anything that isn't defense. And when that isn't there, I don't know what happens. What do his minutes look like? Is he mid-20s? Is he 30? Is he 21? Yeah, all of these things, I think, also lead to some problems with his overall value, that the production's all over the place. And yeah, he turns into a guy much like Brandon Clark who becomes a fringe sort of player if you really need those defensive stats you have him, but otherwise he is not a must-roster guy in my opinion. For the Pelicans, Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovasas. It's him, it's Brandon Ingram, and it's Josh Hart. They're all questionable. Hart actually has played the last two games. Ingram's missed the last four. Valanciunas has missed the last three. Are they going to play? And if Valanciunas is out, I assume they go back to Billy Hernan Gomez as the starting center with Jackson Hayes as the backup. So that's going to be something for us to watch as to how that gets used. Also, last game, Jose Alvarado played 20 minutes. Graham played 28. Alvarado killed him. He was great. I really, really think Alvarado is an interesting player. Especially when you get to a situation, oh, maybe, maybe not when Zion's back because his three-point shooting is not as good as Graham's is. But without Zion there, I think he makes a bit of sense. Play some defense in that backcourt. Him and Herb Jones defensively getting out there, getting after it. 
He's a really interesting player who's at least deserves some of our attention. And then for the Cavs, it is a back-to-back. I want to watch Darius Garland because he's being, not just because he's killing it, because he's great, because I'm worried about his back. I'm recording this before Sunday's game against the Pistons. How does his back hold up through a back-to-back? A lot of backs in that sentence. And can he keep playing the minutes and the load that he's doing at the moment? I'm worried about that back injury. I also want to watch Kevin Love, who's just killing it. Without Lowry Markkinen, he's gone from a 20-minute-a-night player to like 24. And that's sort of the expectation. And then when Lowry comes back, he'll probably go back to 2021. Still maintaining must roster, but now he's like crushing. Like I think he's top 10 or top 20 over the last week. Putting up some really, really big numbers. For the Clippers, back-to-back for them as well. The situation where their guards and wings are a mess is coming to fruition. Canard, Mann, Bledsoe, Coffey, Boston, Morris, Batum. At the moment, it's Canard who's putting up the good numbers. But we had it was Coffey last week. And then he dropped off today. And at times it was Mann. And at times it was Bledsoe. I think this is going to be a shit show continually. Canard has been consistent over the last three games. Will he keep that going in this one? That's what we need to find out. Will Marcus Morris play the back-to-back after missing so much time for personal reasons? And does he still maintain that large chunk of usage that he got in Sunday's game? A lot of questions to be answered there. For the Pacers, I'm not at all convinced. If you had to watch my waiver wire show, you'll know this. I'm not convinced by Chris Duarte at all as a must-roster player. No Malcolm Brogdon. Can he do something that makes me go, yeah, 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 he's a guy to hold. I don't think so. They are reluctant to play him as a point guard, even though he was a college point guard. And I don't know, the numbers just aren't there. Dwayne Washington's playing well off the bench. It's only a deeper league consideration. And while Brogdon's out, there is clearly a role there for Washington. Um, I don't know that there's much for us to do fantasy-wise outside of deeper formats. But watching, see how he develops. I would much rather than give him minutes versus Lance Stevenson, who has literally no point for the future of this team other than the fans to go, we love Lance. Like, that's the only purpose of him being there at the moment. Like, just see what you got with Washington. I think it's been really impressive over the last week, especially. The Kings and the Knicks. Tyrese Halliburton, really, really big game. The thing I want to see Tyrese do is do that next to De'Aaron Fox. I don't know whether Fox will play. He's missed four straight games with his ankle soreness. And if Fox is out, we get another opportunity for Halliburton to go bananas. He's played huge minutes, 38, 37, 40 in three of the four games that Fox has been out. One of them that he played 27 was a 53-point loss, so he didn't have to extend himself. Well, maybe he should have extended himself a little bit more. But huge minutes, and the numbers are way up. It maybe is a sell high. I, I honestly don't think that Fox is going to get traded, even though I would look to trade him. Um, and I don't think that Tyrese is going to maintain this level, but let's see what happens. And then Bud Hill, who's been really bad. They cannot establish himself, even with um, Terrence Davis out. He's struggling. The shot's all over the shop. He's offering nothing else. He's very stagnant. Can he do something to change my mind that he's not a 12-team league player? I don't know. For the Knicks. Hello. Kemba Walker. Um, I really find it hard to think he's a 12-team league guy. Really hard. He's just not. Like, there's just not enough happening there. And with a fully healthy team, except for Derek Rose, I just don't see it. And then the double royal, Julius Randle. Is this one of the biggest one-year wonder stories we've ever seen? Like, can he improve? I actually don't know that he can. His game style is not fitting with the players around him. He's one of the most frustrating players in the NBA to watch. Last year, he was still frustrating. The shots just went in. Um, and, I, and I'm not sure he actually improves. That, that's the worry I'm having with him. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I am really worried that he's just actually, actually not going to improve. 
But I'll tell you what's improved. Out of sight. That is my protein bar consumption since I've got Built Bar. Because it is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know it. I know it. Why would I waste my time on a candy bar that's just jam-packed full of sugar and fat? So many calories. I can just have a delicious Built Bar. I can get myself great flavor, great taste, which are the same things, but that doesn't matter. But high protein and low carbs, low calories, low fat, low sugar, it's the perfect package. Giggity. Actually, I know that these guys don't even care what I say in this ad, so I can say this. The package! Yeah, that is Built Bar. So, Built Bar, whatever your favorite flavor is, cookies and cream, coconut, raspberry, strawberry, orange, whatever it is, get yourself boxes of Built Bar and do it at Built.com. Use our code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll save 15% off your order or orders of Built Bar, because it is the best. And you're going to want so many boxes of these. So go to Built.com, use that code LOCKED15, and get yourself boxes of Built Bar. Built Bar is pff, built different. NBA trade deadline's coming. Thursday, February the 10th at 3 p.m. So Locked On NBA has a live show going from 2 p.m. Eastern through to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Go find that channel, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. It's going to be Kim Becker. It's going to be Johnny Corrales. It's going to be Josh, the big fella Lloyd. We're going to be hosting that show, breaking down all the moves as they happen, all the implications of those moves, the implications of the non-moves as well, and talking about what might happen fantasy-wise too. So check us out over there, going live at 2 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, February the 10th on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. The Heat and the Celtics. Um... PJ Tucker's playing well at the moment. Minutes are up. Well, actually, that's not true. Scoring is up. Putting up some really good numbers. Will that be able to continue? I really doubt it. Kyle Lowry is out again for personal reasons on Monday. And you're also going to be shocked at this. Jimmy Butler is on the injury report with an ankle sprain after playing 52 minutes on Saturday. Will Jimmy play? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But with Lowry out, we're streaming Vincent in again. Gabe Vincent's playing well. He's worth streaming until Kyle returns. It's been a bloody long time since Lowry played. 15th of January. Hopefully, I hope, again, we all hope that everything's all right. But for now, we're just streaming Gabe. For Boston, I don't see it with Al Horford. I think he's got to be dropped. Well, actually, that's not true. Let me freeze. I think you've got to look at Al Horford and go, yeah, I can drop him. You don't have to do it. But I think you can look at him as an expendable player. That early season production, the reason we all looked at it and went, sorry, kids. We all looked at it and went, fuck, what's going on here? is because it was fucking stupid. Like, it made no sense that he was blocking two and a half shots a game and he was playing these minutes and the numbers never made sense. They're the best things he's done in five years. And that's why we looked at him and go, fuck, this is crazy. Like, who could have thought this? How is this real? And the answer is it wasn't. There was no way of that being able to stick and it hasn't stuck and he's back to poor production. Yeah, maybe he gets back to October Al Horford. I'd pretty highly doubt that. And I think that's why you move on. And you can look at a rank and go, well, he's 80th for the season. That doesn't actually mean anything because he was top 25 for six weeks. And now he's like 150th over the last four weeks. And that really isn't, um, you know, that overall season number really isn't enough for us to look at that and go, yeah, that, that's why he needs to be held. Also want to watch Joshy Richardson, whose minutes are sort of all over the place. 12, 17, 22, 18, 26 in the last five. It's only a deeper league type situation where we can look at Josh. But there is something there, I guess, at times when we're looking for a streaming option. Let's go to the Raptors and the Hawks. Last game, the triple overtime game, Chris Boucher played 12 minutes. He did have four fouls, but we know that Nick Nurse, if he does something he doesn't like, see you later. He's just not going to play. So what does Boucher's minutes look like? Will he go back into being one of the trusted six and play 30 minutes or 24 minutes? 
with Trent back, he's not going to get those 33, 34 a night. And I, I think he'll become a drop, Boucher. Not yet, but he will. Gary Trent, last few games have been great. Awesome. The shot is falling. The usage is up. He got his steals back in that triple overtime game. He's playing really, really well. We had him on the buy low show. He's obviously bumped from that significantly. Like way, way up. Still, I still have consistent skepticism about Trent. But of course, he's a must-roster player. And yeah, we're buying some of this is real. For the Hawks, Anyeka Okongwu. Sheesh. Yeah, he's been great. Like, he was awesome on Sunday. Do they continue to split the Kapala Okongwu minutes? Clint hasn't got over 24 in his last three games. Now, Okongwu hasn't got over 24 in any of those games because they play some John Collins at center. But 2016 and 22 for Onyeka, the 008. And I think it's very, it's very interesting to watch how they're going to use those centers. Okongwu is probably more of a 14-team league guy for now, but just keep an eye. While DeAndre Hunter, with Bogdan Bogdanovich back, 29 and 26 minutes. This was the worry. He came out, he played 34 a night, he shot the ball unbelievably, and he went, ah, oh, yeah. And I said, I still have some doubts about him. Let's see what happens when Bogdan returns. Well, there you go. The problem is here. What's his playing time going to look like as we move forward? Is he, is he going to be a 29-minute a night guy? He's not 12-team worthy in 29 minutes. I'm sorry, he's not. He's not good enough to be an absolute gotta, gotta peg him in guy. 33? Yeah. 29? No. So watching how those minutes get distributed is very, very intriguing. Warriors and Rockets. I just want to watch Otto Porter continue to do his thing. Will Steve Kerr stuff it up and throw John Kaminga in there? I doubt it. Um, Porter's playing some pretty good basketball and enough to be a 12-team streamer. Well, Jordan Poole, it looks like he has figured out how to coexist with Clay Thompson. When Clay returned, it was dreadful for Poole. But he's playing well and he's 25 minutes a night, putting up some really strong numbers, enough to be a back-end 12-team streamer type player. For the Rockets, KJ Martin, he's doing really well. He's outplaying the wild thing. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. Yeah, you can't do much about that, Jay Sean, because KJ Martin's playing well. And he's at least a 14-team league ad, but let's see what the minutes in play looks like between those two in this game. And then with Kevin Porter Jr. out, Gary Bird. Garrison Matthews is starting, and he does become an absolute option this week. Four games this week, him and Eric Gordon get significant boosts with the absence of Porter. So yeah, Gary can be added. Let us go to the next game which is the Trailblazers and the Thunder. Storm and Norman Powell. I haven't been impressed since he came back from the personal absence and COVID. That's fine. He should be able to get his stuff back together. He's going to start. He's going to have a good usage. And Nasir Little's out. So let's see what he can provide. Well, Ben Macklin was going to have a pretty sizable role as well. Hitting in some threes, getting some scoring. What does he look like? And how do they run that bench rotation? For the Thunder, there is no Shea Gildas-Alexander. Will Ty Jerome start? Will Trey Mann start? How are they going to run that? Who's going to get that uh, opportunity? Who's going to play ball minutes and get the usage? Jerome probably is a little bit more fantasy friendly at this stage. And then we're also going to watch Lou Dort, who's going to have to take a lot of shots. No, my son is also named Bort. He will almost definitely miss a lot of them, but he's going to take a lot of them. And he's going to have some really good volume. So let's see how that looks. Back-to-back -back streams, Monday to Tuesday. These are teams that play those two games. We've got Gary Payton and the Warriors, PJ Tucker, Jackson Hayes. Dwayne Dedman, Jose Alvarado, the Winter Soldier, Max Struess, Damian Lee, Corey Joseph, John Kaminga, and Precious Achua. A lot of options there with the back-to-back -back streams Monday to Tuesday. We're just looking at options for Monday. Eric Gordon and Gary Bird, Darius Baisley, Isaiah Hartenstein, Kenrich Williams, Emmanuel Quickly, Kyle Anderson, KJ Martin, 
Uh, Danilo Gallinari and Tori Craig all can be streamed in for Monday. For deeper leagues, also chuck in Isaac Okoro, Trey Mann, Ty Jerome, Chemezi Metu, Jeremiah Robinson-Earl, Grant Williams, Rajon Rondo, Jose Alvarado, and Quentin Grimes. And for your points leagues, we've got D'Anthony Melton, who's still available in a lot of points leagues. Otto Porter, Brandon Clark, Darius Baisley, Eric Gordon, The Duck, Luke Kennard, Kenridge Williams, Amir Coffey, Kavon Looney, and KJ Martin. Guys, that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up, leave your comments, ring the bell. We're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.